0: Hello, and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh-Wilson, Game Master. I don't have much to say this week, except that I hope that everyone is keeping safe and healthy in these uncertain times, as the whole world reacts to and navigates the situation with the coronavirus. I hope you're all safe, and I hope you're all well. With that being said, let's get this show on the road. Previously on Arms of the Tide... Local and Lyons prepared to assault the Pyrite Detention Facility and in preparing to do so, Local met with his contact, Transport B-73, to draft an efficient evacuation route for prisoners. Meanwhile, Lyons and Chaloon began to scope out a safe place for the prisoners to escape to in the cave systems of the crags district. Having run unexpectedly into a burrowing mole lizard, Lyons has called upon their sibling giants to help resolve the situation. Lions, you are met with the calls of Kevin the Mimic Muskrat, alerting you now that Chaloon and Giants must surely have returned. What do you do?
1: So Lions is going to sit up, because they had been laying down, rolling around, and they're going to look at their sibling. And Lions has a big, goofy, doggy grin on their face as they say, Howdy!
0: Hi, lions.
1: Thanks for coming.
0: Yeah, no problem. What is the deal with this one? And they motion their head toward the mole lizard.
1: Loon Loon didn't tell you?
0: He gave me a rundown. I just wanted to hear from your perspective.
1: So basically, as you know, lots of revolutionary work going on.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, that's a lot of people, right. and those people need like places to live. Yeah, and I don't want to have to kill the reptilian moles to make places for people to live. And yeah. Loon did.
0: I'm. That's not entirely. We were attacked, is what happened, and I was reacting to the attack. So I'd appreciate if you didn't mischaracterize what happened like that.
1: Well, from my perspective, that's what happened. You're allowed to have your own interpretation, though.
0: I wasn't really asking about that so much as I was wondering what you wanted me exactly to do and how this situation came about. I understand you're looking to secure some people back here. So did you just cross paths or what happened?
1: Uh, So there was a rumbling in the tunnels and we have to investigate because we need it to be structurally sound enough for people to be able to live here. Um, And then the rumbling turned out to be this little friend. um, And I tried to make friends with it and that didn't really work out. I don't think that the snackums that you gave me are as effective as you had led me to believe because then it wanted all of the snackums. So maybe they're actually more effective. Then you led me to believe. But it didn't want to be friends. And we need it to be friends because I don't want to have to kill it and I don't want to have to take it away from its home because this is its home and it's not really fair because it doesn't know what's going on and that there's a revolution and that cause evil. So yeah, we need it to be friends or else to find a place in its home that it can be that is safe and it won't attack other people when there are more people here.
0: So I'm not sure that I can get you to make friends friends with the reptilian mole, but I'm thinking you keep a garden somewhere in here, don't you?
1: Yeah, a pop-up garden.
0: Are you growing any barbsicum?
1: Obviously. Is it even a garden without some barbsicum?
0: Well, did you know that on account of their incredibly sensitive noses, that if you plant barbsicum around the edges of some paths, they're not likely to intrude because it's offensive to their senses and It warns them that there might be some things that they might not be interested in that direction. So you could use that as a way to sort of corral the path.
1: Oh, duh. It's just like using cilantro. I can't believe I forgot that. You know, you could have just texted me that. You didn't have to come all the way down to tell me that.
0: You sent Chaloon.
1: Well, yeah, because Loon Loon said that we should go get you. You could have just been like, no, what's up? And then Loon Loon could have told you better.
0: I was under the impression that it was like a serious scenario that required face-to-face contact, so I just tried to do my part, and Kevin needed to go for a walk, so it doesn't really matter that much.
1: Okay, well, I am always happy to see you, and lions approaches to give giants a hug.
0: And they sort of awkwardly pat at you with their paw, pulling into a hug. Yeah, yeah, I love you, too.
1: Yeah, you do. And I nuzzle my head up against theirs.
0: Okay. Is there anything else that I can help you with while you're down here?
1: Nope. I think that that's everything. I'm sorry that I had to bring you all the way down here just for that.
0: It's fine. It happens. I understand. So, yeah, I guess you better go get that barbsicum.
1: No kidding. Barbsicum. That's right, Kevin. Good job.
0: Shove it up your ass.
1: Um, it's actually not very good for that, because um, it can cause hallucinations. But if that's what you want to do...
0: Mmm, barpsick It's okay, Kevin. It's okay. I'm trying to break that bad habit of his, but Cleo really, really, really trained him good.
1: Cleo, yeah. And Lions just kind of nods.
0: All right, well, I'll get out of your way.
1: See you later. All
0: Bye right, buh-bye.
1: Come on, Chaloon. Pitter-patter. Let's get at her.
0: All right. Hopefully that thing uh, (laughs) stays asleep. Let's go. So, Lions, you have a secret garden, a pop-up garden out here in these tunnels. Where is it in these tunnels and what is it like?
1: Lions's pop-up garden is if you enter through the entrance over by the arms of the tide... And you take three lefts, you'll end up at a tunnel with three paths to choose from. And if you pick left again, you will end up at Lions' pop up garden. And what happened is Lions found a nook that basically ended in a dead end where some water is leaking out from. Somewhere, Lyons doesn't really know, but when they tested the water, it was clean and good and actually had quite a lot of minerals in it. And so they had been looking to install a pop up garden similar to the ones that they used to have in Ostal. And this was kind of Lyons's first real test on if Ostali tech could be basically converted or adapted to work with tech from AO and thus their pop-up garden. And it's just a very lush place. It's very different than the whole rest of the cave because there's lots of stuff growing all over the place. You basically enter into the dead end and it's just lots and lots of purple everywhere.
0: So in what way is the technology being used here different than what is standard in AO?
1: So the way that these pop-up gardens work in Osthal is you basically map up how you want your garden to be on the surface that you want it. So you basically, since they use pigment, you would take a piece of chalk more or less and map out the garden on the surface. And then you take your pop-up garden sheet. And you just roll it out like a picnic blanket and plop it down and then you activate the pigment and it triggers everything to grow very quickly. And so what lions did to adapt it for AO is they took a bunch of metal sand similar to the kind used for the equivalent of computer screens and they mixed in some of their pigment and drew it out and then laid down the garden map and pop goes the plants.
0: So there's all of these sort of lush purple plants springing from these hazy metallic boxes, almost as though they have been 3D projected into the walls of this cave. What color was the pigment that you mixed in there? Because I imagine that that's affecting the way that these look.
1: It's a yellow orange pigment.
0: So there are almost these currents or waves of this yellow-orange pigment that is moving through these boxes that give the entire thing this sort of surreal sense of life and almost breath. And among the many, many plants here is the barbsicum, which you have come and sought out at the end of its bright purple stalk, There is a sort of hooked cherry red bulb that sits at the end of it, full of seeds for planting. Also sometimes used in various herbal remedies and sometimes just eaten for its nutritional value.
1: Lions is going to pick off a couple of the barbsicums, and near the entrance of the garden, hanging on the wall, are actually a couple of the instagrow pouches, basically. And so using a pinch or two of the sand will allow lions to sort of make the plants grow faster. It'll still take a couple of days for them to bloom fully since it's not the full pop-up garden effect, but it's enough that before they do the assault, the barbsicums will be properly grown and enough to keep the reptilian moles away. And so Lions is going to go around with Chaloon in the areas that the two of them have agreed are going to be safe enough structurally for people to be and plant some barbsicums here and there as they go.
0: This is going to be great because once we finished leading people here, we can simply tell them to follow the barbscone path.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was also planning on getting some of those, you know, the luminescent ivy. I was planning on getting some of that, but we can't do it too close to the entrance because then people will be able to see that the caves are glowing. And I was going to have them follow that.
0: I mean, we could do that, you know, it's a redundancy, so helps make sure that if for some reason people can't see the barbsicum or don't know how to identify it or whatever, they can follow the glowing path. So it sounds good to me. I'm willing to help out with that.
1: Cool. You hang it up just like poshcum lights.
0: Alongside the barbsicum, you are stringing out these little pieces of luminescent ivy, creating a very literal pathway. Once you reach a certain point in the depths of the cave... Is there anything else you're doing to prepare it for the influx of people who are going to be coming?
1: We're going to do our best to make a makeshift sleeping quarters, so that way people have something comfortable to sleep on. So Lions and Chaloon filled one of the larger open-area caves with mouse bed moss, which is a fast-growing, soft, thick moss with a red-violet hue that prefers dark places. So it is perfect for making bedding very quickly.
0: Okay, excellent. So you set up these in your secure spaces where people will have the opportunity to actually take advantage of these, have a place to rest once the intensity of the escape is completed and once all this has been done, I imagine it's taken you more than just one day to get all of this work done. Yes. You stand in the last finished room alongside Chaloon, who is wiping his brow. Whew. Well, look at what we've made. A mess? I mean, a little bit of that, but, you know, a place for people to come. Well, Yeah, that was like, the plan. Okay.
1: Chaloon. Great. You can't let small accomplishments overshadow big dreams. We're leading I'm... a revolution. You can't celebrate every tiny victory.
0: Okay. All right. Fine. I guess, like, three days of my life, just whatever. Cool.
1: It's three days of your life towards a greater cause. You should be proud I'm of the work I'm not losing that you've done. sight
0: of that. I was just. We've been working. Whatever, lions. I guess I'll see you on the other side. Great job. Or, no, not great job. I'll congratulate you once the whole city's free, I guess.
1: Now that is something I will look forward to. Yeah, cool. You did good work here, Loon Loon. You should be proud.
0: He sucks in a large breath of air through his teeth and leaves the chamber. So local, as Lions and Chaloon have been spending days doing this, and you had spent some time with Transport B-73 coordinating travel routes. Was there anything else that you were doing to get ready for this operation?
2: Most of locals' time is spent either relaying information to the shepherds about which routes to take and then alternates in case something happens and personally going through to the infiltration teams, making sure that they have everything that they need. Local, more than anything else, is just trying to make sure that everyone on the other teams is able to do what they need to do to maximum efficiency. And eventually, he will also get around to looking at their Probably fairly limited arsenal given the funds and resources they are working with. But he's going to want a few explosives as the entrance to the prison is going to be more a blow up a wall and get in than it is like trying to break down the front door.
0: Right, absolutely. Okay, so you've spent your time coordinating this. You've collected your explosives but finally, after the preparations, the day of the operation has come, and you, Lions and Wari meet at the base before the operation where you'll be launching an assault on detention facility Pyrite begins. Wari is the first there, waiting as the two of you arrive. I see that you've been putting a lot of work into getting things ready, the two of you. I appreciate your effort.
1: We appreciate your effort.
0: Um, thanks.
1: None of this would be possible without everyone working together.
0: You're not wrong. Hmm. this is no small
2: undertaking. This might be the largest setback that we can deal or have dealt
0: I think that you're right. It's a pretty massive blow, and we really can't discount how many people we're going to be releasing over the course of this operation. I wanted to take one minute before we leave and confirm the final details of the operation. There are a couple of different choices we had for our initial access point. Where were we hoping to initiate the assault?
1: We're going to go right in through the front and knock them down.
0: Are you sure about that, Lyons?
1: Well, what better way could there be? It's straight and narrow wins the race.
2: Local scratches the top of Lion's head. I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I was thinking, perhaps, using these in order to create our own entrance. And he takes out the bag with all the explosives. I see.
1: You want to explode their front door? Local, I think if you just hit it hard enough, it'll fall.
0: I cannot emphasize enough. You're a doctor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of medicine.
2: There's a point along the side wall that leads to a yard. This will allow more people to be able to move
0: through without danger of trampling. That's Insightful, it also provides space, potentially, for engagement with enemy forces.
2: Yes, I do not want anyone, especially those we are liberating, to be in a corridor with no exit if, when, the fighting happens.
1: But if we're in the corridor, too, it limits the forces that can get to us. If we're in a yard, what are you going to do if I explode the whole yard? Laugh. Okay.
0: It seems like the devastation that would come from you exploding the whole yard is probably less than what would happen if you exploded the whole corridor.
1: You haven't seen me explode a yard before, Wari. Look forward to it. No, I haven't.
0: All right. I just, I want to hear your concern, if it's a legitimate concern. I just, I'm not sure that I'm understanding it.
1: It's fine. Local's Way is fine.
0: No, we can't do this. If you have any reservations about our strategy, we need to hear them.
1: Well, no, because we are breaking people out. And so even if I'm a little worried that like bottlenecking them would be effective for us for the infiltration, well, we'd still have to blow something up to get out in the end anyway, because we have so many people that we don't want them to be bottlenecked by the same thing that the enemy is being bottlenecked by.
2: Indeed. And we need to get into the actual facility to break them out. And in those instances, we will be able to use the tight spaces to our advantage.
1: So like I said, and Lion's looks to worry. it's fine.
0: Okay, I'm just trying to make sure that we're running a sound operation and that everyone has their voices heard. Everyone else is moving into position. Looks like we have our point of access. Is there anything else we need to do? before we actually begin the assault.
2: Now, all we need to do is wait. As soon as we receive the signal that everyone else is in place, I'll set the explosions.
0: We cut to the exterior of the Pyrite Detention Facility, the largest of the detention facilities in the Crags District. It is veritably festooned with caw technologics and advanced placements Posters, insignias, banners, that sort of thing. It itself appears to be as much billboard as it is detainment facility. You can even hear the low, sort of repeated drone of what appear to be several messages on a loop. From Picartes, the CEO of Ka, delivering some sort of message to those in detainment over and over and over again. Even as you approach the yard, you can hear, echoing through the open space, his words, cautioning and admonishing those people to reflect upon the mistakes that they have made and to uphold themselves to the Ka Technologics standards of conduct. So local lions and Wari are here with the explosives. Was Local carrying them inside of himself? Was he carrying a bag?
2: No, he had a bag. I mean, much as Local loves carrying things inside of him, he's like, nah, I'm not I'm not gonna put a bag of explosions in explosives inside of
0: me. Fair enough. So the bag has been set down, and it is time to start placing the charges. I'm wondering Who is going to go about that and how they're going to do
2: it? Uh, I'll go ahead and place the charges. I'll just uh, use my engineering knowledge to know the best points to put it to bring down a large enough section of the wall.
0: Yeah, and it is a big concrete security wall. It's not something that is necessarily the most elaborate or reinforced sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's only a difficulty two.
2: Fabulous. Everything is great.
0: So, you place the charges such that they can create this large entryway and enough of a show that it will draw the attention of those who might be working in the facilities. There's a few moments as you wait for the signal, and during this lull, something seems to be moving overhead. I'm wondering if anyone would be interested in making, perhaps check to see what's going on there. Maybe perceptions, but you also get to choose what you do. I mean, I'll make a perceptions check.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can't hurt.
0: What is the difficulty? Difficulty three. I made it. I did not. There is shifting around the perimeter Of the facility a cloud of metal sand and dust that essentially operates as a mobile security drone and it appears to be approaching your position what will you do
2: have we gotten word yet that
0: everyone else is ready to go or in position you are waiting for that signal right now okay
1: I mean, we need to attack first anyways, so that way we can draw more attention here.
0: So, placing the last of the
2: charges, Local is putting them higher up on the wall and already looking up, and sees this drone in the air and quickly heads back over to uh, Lions and points it out. Do you see? There's a flying drone up there. I believe they may have seen us.
1: Do You want me to take it down?
2: Local waits for a second, looks at his communicator, hasn't seen anything, but then finally nods at Lions.
1: Okay. And Lions lowers their head towards the ground and sticks their butt a little bit in the air, kind of like a dog when they want to play or they've been getting good pats. And they charge up and do a fireball.
0: All right, so what are you going to roll for that fireball?
1: I feel ranged is appropriate.
0: I would agree. Uh, I'm going to say that it is a difficulty three. It's a strange mass that has a lot of flexibility.
1: Okay, we are good. Six, nine, and ten.
0: Your fireball comes careening toward the swarm, and it tries to disperse. It tries to increase its surface area so that it cannot be as affected by the oncoming blast. However, it's not quite quick enough, and it is quickly subsumed by your flames. At the same time, the alert goes off in the communicators each of you have that everyone else is in position, and it is in fact time to go. What will you do?
2: As soon as the fireball hits, Local hears the mixture of a few scattered shouts in the yard from guards, and then hears the beep from the communicator and hits the
0: button to blow the explosives. Wari grabs Her axe and takes an offensive stance as the wall blows and you hear the clamor of detainees and guards as a pillar of smoke and fire begins to curl up. There's several moments where you cannot yet see into the yard, but you can hear... Questioning what's happening. You hear some people seemingly preparing to rush through while others caution them to hold back. They don't know what could be coming. As
2: we see the guards in the yard outside of the detention center, the smoke and dust from the fallen wall is thick and billows out from the hole that has been created, and a guard begins to yell at the others that they should go through, and as he attempts to get through the smoke, you see Local's giant frame crash through the cloud and slam into the guard. At which point,
0: I suppose I should ask each of you to roll initiative.
1: Oh my god, if I use athletics for it, do I mark athletic the D8 off? Yeah. Okay. Then I have one more resonance point.
2: All right, I have a seven.
1: I have a nine. And that is with my reroll from my Rizzo ability.
0: All right, so there is again a mob of guards. So uh, they're going to need to be taken out in the same way that you engage with the mob at Copperfield Park. And there are two elite guards who are here. Most of the guards are essentially wearing the standard uniform of a prison guard, but with some heavier padding. They're wearing bulletproof vests, as well as some additional padding, and they're slightly more heavily armed, where these elite guards, one of them is a human in a spindly metallic exoskeleton with long jutting protuberant weapons, these deadly metallic spikes. And the other is an M-Guy who has had their barky arms metallically reconstructed, which allow them to manipulate large volumes of material and create concussive blasts. In terms of initiative, Wari rolled a 13, the Squad of Guards rolled a 10, The Arms M-Guy rolled a 5, and the Spindly Mech Human rolled an 8. So, first up is Wari who takes her axe and wades into the crowd of guards who are starting to swarm as... So too are the prisoners beginning to try to organize themselves. They are wearing these sort of pale red jumpsuits... Most of them look tired and emaciated. They show signs of a lack of rest and dehydration, a lack of any sort of downtime, some sensory deprivation, perhaps, or overstimulation across all of the species who are present. You can tell that they are worn down. But Wari wades into the guards and tries to start carving out a path. All right, so that is a six and a nine. So nice, very nice. They begin to be worn down as she begins to carve out this path. They leap toward her, try to overwhelm her, drag her down, but she is too strong as they take a point of damage. Next, the guards will attack and they're going to attack.
2: How oh, is Wari not making more attack?
0: I am running Wari like an NPC. Oh, okay, basically. So I'm going to give her one attack per round in the same way that all of the other NPCs do. Cool. Then all of the guards who are here are going to now make their retaliatory attack, meaning everybody needs to roll a difficulty five dodge because there's so many of them. So what are people going to be rolling?
2: Local, having charged in first, takes the brunt of the forces attack and at some point through the cloud and the bodies of the guards you kind of lose sight of him but as their attacks begin in earnest you can see a red glow coming from where he was and i activate my total shell and he is immune to damage for the round
0: perfect great to activate it early
1: yeah Lions is going to use athletics, and they are going to use their mighty, mighty paws to hop, hop, hop away.
0: (laughs) All right, go ahead and roll that.
1: OMG, I'm safe!
0: So how do you hop out of the way as all of these guards are swarming on you?
1: lions faints like they're going to charge straight at them and then dives in between the legs of one of them and then zips very very quickly to the right and actually hops up on top of a table in the yard and uses the momentum from hopping up on the table to hop and roll further away from them
0: perfect and wari is going to basically try to parry as many of these attacks as she can However, she cannot keep it up as she begins to be strained and as she is reaching up to parry one blow coming from a nightstick, a concussive blast from the ring of another guard strikes her in the back and she takes a point of damage. Bringing us now to Lions's turn, what are you going to be doing?
1: Lions is going to go... After the elite guard that does the concussive blasts, and they are going to do a blast of their own with another fireball.
0: Perfect. So, obviously, at the start, it's a difficulty two.
1: That is a success.
0: All right. So, this fireball engulfs them. You can see a purple sheen emerge at the base of the M guy's palms as she is trying to repel it. However, Red ultimately overtakes the glow of the purple light as she is doused in flame and needs to take to the dirt to roll the fire off of her.
1: I hate to hit someone when they're down, but you really shouldn't work for Kaw. they're bad! And Lions is going to go for another one, again a fireball. And that is also a success, and I'm going to use my equipment effect for my fireball, which deals two damage if it is my second action or later, which it is.
0: So this fireball is actually going to overwhelm her to the point that she can no longer retaliate. What does that look like?
1: This fireball is actually almost more of a fire tunnel as it kind of spirals out and off of lions and really takes this guard out.
0: Perfect. She is blasted back by this tunnel of fire and strikes the concrete wall, leaving a crater in it as she slumps down and falls, at which point I'm going to use my option to spend a collapse point to trigger an immediate attack, which is going to come at lions as the person in the spindly mech is going to get an extra action this turn to launch an assault. Basically, This exoskeleton extends into a long spear and begins to whirl through the air, homing toward you. You're going to need to make a difficulty four roll to get out of the way.
1: Lions is going to use their knowledge of mechanics and engineering to find the best path. Basically, they're going to estimate how far they need to leap, either left or right, or even just how much they need to roll back or if it makes more sense to actually take a few steps closer to this person in order to determine where best to be, so that way they can't get hit by this. Okay, so that was a failure. However, I'm going to use my ability diatribe, which lets me gain one advantage at the start of the day. Go ahead. And I am safe.
0: How do you take success from the jaws of defeat?
1: Lions starts to think that what they need to do is move back, but as they start to inch back, the guard actually changes the trajectory of the lance part of the mech, so that way it would hit Lions, and in a moment of panic, Lions... Attempts to charge forward at them, thinking that, like, if you're going to skewer me, that's fine, I'll just chomp you. And in their panic move of thinking that they're going to chomp the guard and get skewered, they actually manage to just run right between the guard's legs.
0: They skid out to the other side of you and take an offensive posture, angling their jutting limbs toward you as the human inside says, You are better than I expected. This is going to be fun.
1: I don't like you.
0: And uh, your turn resumes.
1: Lions is going to basically raise their heckles up and look straight at this mecha elite guard and tell them, it's a shame you're not going to enjoy the fun because this fight is over. And I am going to pay one resonance point to activate Mercy. Everyone within five units takes two damage, and my friends must roll a difficulty three to avoid damage. But Local doesn't have to, because he's safe this round. So it's just worry, worry. please be safe.
0: And to be clear, this is something that all the enemies automatically take, yeah?
1: Yep. It's everybody within five.
0: And only your allies have the opportunity to... To roll out of the roll way. Roll out, yeah.
1: Yes. Or so is my understanding.
0: Ooh, that's a failure on Wari's part. What does it look like as you produce this burst of flame that affects everyone?
1: Lions' coat of violet-fur-ish plant foliage almost seems to glow as they shake loose a lot of the seed heads on them. And basically, there's almost a moment of silence as the air pulls in around them, and then explodes out in a wave of flame.
0: Many of the guards are simply overwhelmed by this, bowled over, and harmed. The escaping prisoners nearby duck to cover as much as they can, though some, unfortunately, take some of the damage here as well. Wari digs her heels in but is buffeted by the flames and you can smell the uncomfortable scent of what almost smells like fresh aloe being set alight. As the guard in the spindly mech tries to roll out of the way, but is ultimately caught up in the blast to the point where they are blown against the back wall, digging their pointed feet into the concrete structure, ready to leap out and pounce, though much worse for wear.
1: I end my turn on that. I'm so sorry, Wari. Also prisoners. I didn't, like, expect them to be in the yard, and so in my head it was just the mob, so uh, I'm sorry everyone in the scene who wasn't supposed to get
0: damage. <laughs> it's okay. They're not dead. Yet. That rolls us around to the mech's turn. They are going to use their position now, stuck in the wall, to coil up and extend out, leaping again like a whirling lance, trying to strike local. Local, it's going to be difficulty four to see if you can avoid it. I know you can't take any damage, but I'm wondering what it's like as you avoid this. Are you going to even try to dodge, or are you just going to take it? What is this like?
2: As the... Flames from the explosive force die down. You can see most of the guards who were surrounding Local have been knocked down or away or are currently trying to get flames that have caught on their clothes to go out. And Local just stands there with... A few licks of flame still going out on him as he glows red. And as this mech comes at him, the glow brightens right before the lance hits. And it's almost as if the mech suit itself can't hit local. As if the metal refuses to make a connection.
0: And as this is happening, this strange resistance is being met. As Metal tries to contact Metal, the mech itself seems to distort, almost like the pole of a pole vaulter, as the jumper digs it into the sand and it bends and then overcorrects, launching them over their mark. So too does this mech distort and seemingly go flying toward the other end of the yard, toward the entrance to the detention facility ending their turn and bringing us around to locals what will you do
2: local lowers his center of gravity and charges at the guard who just leapt at him slamming him through the entrance and busting his way into the center proper
0: Perfect. What you going to be rolling for that?
2: I will roll... I assume power is probably good for breaking a door down. Yeah. All right. One and a seven. All right. How much damage does that do for you? Just standard one, unless I wanted to use the heavy punch on it. I may as well use the heavy punch. So the effect on that is in the same way that locals' communication or commune with metal itself stopped the suit from hitting him, that same force almost attracts him towards the suit adding to the kinetic force that he had just from charging. So it slams him through that door and breaks the door off the hinges.
0: Yeah, there is this moment of intense kinetic force and we see local tunneling toward this guard much, much faster than is reasonable for someone of local size and weight to be moving. The punch strikes, the door blasts off of its hinges, and this suit that the guard is wearing is too large for the hallway. It collapses in on itself, essentially forming a tight V-shape as its jagged, pointed, spindly limbs and weapons scrape along the interior walls, shredding away the signage and the propaganda for Ka Technologics and advanced placements. This is going to take them out of the fight. What happens as they reach the end of their hallway?
2: As they blast down the hallway, spinning with their own metal weaponry bending and their suit almost crushing into them. There is a pair of prison guards at the end of the hallway that were just taunting one of the prisoners at the end. The two of them have stun batons out and are making as if they are going to stun the prisoner and every time they pull back and laugh at him. And we see as they are doing this, that's when the explosion of this mech goes through the hallway and they only have time to look up in surprise as this mech barrels into them.
0: Very nice. That ends the first round as climbing up over one of the overturned tables in the yard is one of the prisoners. Someone with a messy shock of hair and rusted metal arms. Someone who assesses lions and local, and sees familiarity. Wait, hold on, I know you, he points at the two of you. I think you owe me a favor, Bartolomeo bellows. Arms of the Tide is a proud member of the One-Shot Podcast Network. For more wonderful shows from the network, check out Adventure. Adventure is an actual play podcast that focuses on the fun of fan fiction and is set in your favorite fictional universes. Join host Pranks Paul as he takes a variety of guests through self-contained stories featuring Harry Potter, Pokemon, Animorphs, and other favorites.